0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Yes, indeed. I'm Chris. He's Jason. We call him J-Mac, and we are filling in for Dan right here on The Dan Patrick Show. And, uh, J-Mac, let's move on to the NBA. We're all obviously excited about the restart. I think it's going to be tremendous. Obviously, we're hoping and praying that they can get through this thing because they face some real obstacles. They and they Adam say- <laughs> Silver, yeah, he hasn't been shy, and I, and I respect Adam for that, the commissioner. Uh, he hasn't been shy in addressing them. No. Now, Chris, Chris, can I jump in with something real quick? You just
0: said a phrase that I haven't heard a lot of. Like, we all need the NBA. Chris, like when you disconnect from social media and you go out in public and talk to other dads, other young guys, the number one thing I hear, man, we need sports back. I mean, Chris, it's getting really bleak. Listen, I get it's been four months in the quarantine, but Chris, I mean, at the end of the day. It's not good for everybody's mental health if all they do is watch the news and listen to that idiot leader we've got and then go on social media. Chris, we need basketball badly. I'm rooting for this bubble maybe, maybe more than any team I've ever rooted for before in sports history. (laughs) I'm not kidding. And that includes my Jets in a couple AFC title games with Mark Sanchez, but I digress. I'm
1: rooting for the bubble because I want dudes to be healthy. I'm not desperate. I think this is actually a good time. Look, if we if if for some reason, I want sports, obviously. That's oh what I do gosh. for a living. I love sports. Sports has been a huge part of my entire life. All right? I'm excited about the NBA, the Major League Baseball, and, of course, the NFL startups. Okay? So I'm hyped, and I hope that these guys get through it and we have a great restart, all right, and a great season. But I'm not desperate. If, if they don't have sports, this is a time for people to look within, and, and find other hobbies. Do other things. You know, look at yourself. Look in the mirror. There's other stuff to do. I, so, I agree with that. But, yeah. uh, you know, at a the end of the day,
2: of
0: we we grew up watching sports. Uh, right? uh, we grew up, at the end of the day, you played sports all day outside with your buddies. You know, you hung out with your parents. You had dinner. And then maybe you flip on a game for a little bit before going to bed. I don't know about you. I'm not watching any TV lately. I mean, maybe like, you know, uh, uh, what was it, Brit, not Braveheart, but um, Gladiator was on. And I started showing my little kids Gladiator and, and my wife's like, are, are we sure we should do this? I, you know, and I'm like, well, what? there's no sports. I can't turn it on and say, let's watch LeBron dominate, you know, against uh, some over, overmatched opponent. Like, sports is a unifier. Like, Chris, we could just get together and watch a game. And, and it's just it's depressing at the end of the day. I, I listen. I like you. I, I, I'm, I'm getting religious. Uh, read books. You know, talk with my right, family. Read books. But yeah. There's a lot of stuff you could do. But Chris, it's been four months. Can can I get a basketball game from? I want cry? it back
1: <laughs> just like you. Yeah, I want it back just like you. And speaking of that, LeBron James just posted uh, recently uh, a post on Instagram, and it's it 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 is interesting to see these guys working out. With mask on, you know? Have um, you run with a mask yet or done any workout with a mask? Not a, not with a mask. I've, You know, I've, I've worked out and stuff, but it's not, not with a it's mask. It's not that bad. Really? Yeah. I've run a co- it, it, it feels like it would be very uncomfortable, but I guess I don't know what yeah, you're I mean, used to it. You or? know, the breathing obviously is, can be a
0: little labored, but I run like I try to run almost four miles like every other day. And, uh, and I've you're done running it with a mask. A couple times I've done it with a mask and it's not noticeably different on your time. okay At least is for that me.
1: necessary I mean you're not and that's with the other people, thing right you're, uh, again. I, I wouldn't think like when I'm out I'm gonna be keep it real. I have my mask whenever I leave the house, I bring a mask and when I go into stores or whatever, I have mask on. Yes. but when I'm outside if I my, my family and I or myself is just going for a walk. Or I'm sitting out, you know, at an outdoor restaurant with a couple people.
0: I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah, that's understandable. And I'm with you on that. Um, the CDC has really screwed up this whole mask narrative. You know, remember at the beginning, they were like, Oh, people don't need masks. And then yes. they were like, It'd Everybody right. wear a mask. Like they, they really bungled this. But uh, you're right. When you're outside running, you probably don't need one. I will just say, Uh, You know, when you're running, you're breathing heavier and the droplets come out of your mouth maybe a little further because of the heavy breathing running. Uh, And if you run by an old person, you don't want to infect them. Uh, Well, let
1: me ask you this, and I don't think this is on the table, but do you think they should play with masks?
0: I've been invited to play pickup basketball, and my first question was, are you guys wearing masks? And they're like, no, no, we're good. And, and I'm and like did uh, I didn't play. play. <laughs> well, my wife my wife basically put the kibosh. She's right. like, "Hold up, hold up. You're not playing basketball with a bunch of guys who haven't been tested. Uh, are they right. doing temperature checks?" Sounds and like, like my so
1: wife. yeah. I got tested. Have oh, you been yeah. tested? I have not. Yeah, I got tested and I was I didn't have it, thankfully. So, was it the um, nose one? No, it was a blood test. Okay prick me and uh got it the next day and uh it was all good so all right but let, let's uh lebron posted a picture of him at the lakers facility working out he's just kind of standing there looks like near mid-court um but he's got a mask on and, and he's ready and the caption that he tweeted out or, or put out on instagram is war ready <laughs> and here's what i want to get to the hashtag oh. Revenge season continues soon. Now, let, let me start this and then I know you're going to weigh in. I, as you know, I think you know, I, I like LeBron a lot. Um, big fan of his game. Obviously, what he does off the court. It'd be great if he won a fourth ring. I have picked the Clippers because I do it objectively. I don't, I don't, I go with what I believe over my I go with my head over my heart. I think the Clippers are the better team. We can get into that later. But this one thing I don't agree, I don't think LeBron needed to put out this hashtag. (laughs) Revenge season continues soon. And here's why. Because when LeBron has done that in the past, it's backfired on him. (laughs) Right? I could name two times off the top of my head. Last year, when he came back from the groin injury, and he said, "You know, playoff mode activated." Right, right. right? right. And then they lose to Memphis. Well, wait—he was good Atlanta. though. He was good. He was fine. But, yeah. Well, but but they they couldn't even beat these weak sisters. Yeah,
0: Lonzo well, Ball and no, it wasn't Brandon. all him.
1: But I'm just saying, like, still, usually by himself he can beat teams like Atlanta and stuff like that. So that backfired on him. They didn't even make the playoffs. And then, of course, when he first went to Miami, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. And, of course, they get two in four years. So that backfired on him. So I just think LeBron needs to just go out there and play and do it on the court without all the hashtags and the braggadocia. How about that?
0: I don't mind that, Chris. Uh, I kind of like it. Um you know, he's he's firing back at the whole Washed King narrative. This is his way of talking to the media without talking to the media, right? This is him saying, oh, y'all said I was washed last year when I was 34. We missed the playoffs. After I had gone to eight straight finals, you, you thought I was washed, huh? Because remember, he was doing uh, Washed King, that kid from Akron, or whatever, whatever the hashtags were, and now he's on revenge mode. I, Chris, I love this. Even when he lost uh, on opening night to the Clippers and then on Christmas Day to the Clippers, a lot of people say, oh, LeBron can't take down Kawhi. It's over. He's not getting any more rings. And then that huge win in March, Chris. Oh, that, that was one of the best games of the NBA season where I, I won't forget. It was a forget. great
1: season, but does it override the two losses? I mean, you say I, I like, think it does. That, yeah, I think how? what happens late.
0: Matters more especially than what happened when
1: the, Especially when one of the guys that helped you win, who hit six threes and scored 24 points, yes, that hurts. Avery Bradley won't even be there. Like, can, so speaking of who won't be there, too? I'm just
0: wondering. Can, can I ask you, is Lou Williams going to the bubble? There is still chatter. Since you you mentioned it, I think like two weeks ago, um, I have been digging around in L.A., and it, Lou Williams is not a lock to go to the bubble, from what I've heard.
1: Well, look, we like you said, we don't know. And Lou would be a loss. There's no doubt about it. He is big for them in the clutch. Uh, he's efficient for them in the clutch. Here's the thing with Lou, though. Uh, the Lakers so hunted yes, for Yes, LeBron, matchup him. hunted, right. baby. They hunted for Lou. And we were wondering, what. what is Doc Rivers? Get him out. You got enough talent. Okay. As good as Lou is, they have enough talent. Where he doesn't have to be in there at the end of the game. True,
0: but, Chris, and this is where I wonder about chemistry. That's the big word for the Clippers, okay? Lou Williams has been a model citizen on that team. He was there several years now. Last year when they took the Warriors and pushed them and won a couple games. He's a veteran. Are you telling me you're going to push him aside in crunch time and play, I don't know, Marcus Morris or whatever Morris twin they have or Reggie Jackson? Over the guy who's been there, Lou Williams is really the veteran voice in that locker room. Nobody I'm listening not, to Paul George. He hasn't won a playoff round in six years. Kawhi's I'm, been there for five minutes. Lou I'm, Williams, he's like one of their leaders in the locker room.
1: I'm not automatically taking him out in crunch time, but if it becomes a problem and they're hunting him and he's not, he's getting abused. Yeah, I'm taking him out. Hmm. I'm saying this is about winning, baby. And and I would think Lou wants to win as much as anybody else. Because I still got Kawhi Leonard, who is good in the clutch. I still got Paul George, who is pretty good in the clutch. I got Pat Beverly, who we know is a defender. I got Montrezl. They got enough guys. Landry Schammett, who can hit threes. No, I mean, oh, please. They got more depth than the Lakers.
0: None of those guys are guarding LeBron in the clutch.
1: I can't wait, Chris. I can't wait. Kawhi's not guarding LeBron in the clutch? They're going to do the same thing they did last
0: time. Match-up hunt, the weakness. Whether it's Shamit, whether it's Lou, they're going to be attacking
1: one of them. No, but but my point is, they're going—look, I think it's going to be a wonderful series, Ah, and I definitely think it's going to be Clippers and Lakers. I think the Lakers have a shot. Have a Obviously, shot. They have a shot. They're not the favorite. Most people uh, are picking well, the Clippers. Well, wait a second, wait, time favorite.
0: out. According to Vegas, the guys who set well, the line, the Lakers Vegas. are the favorites over the Clippers. The I'm Bucks not worried have tied them Vegas. in some shops. You're not worried about Vegas. No,
1: no. Vegas. Vegas. Vegas Vegas. I mean, seriously. Like come on. Really? So so okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I no, I'm not worried about Vegas. I'm worried about what my eyes see. All right, and my eyes see that the Clippers are better. And here's the thing, J Mac, you gotta answer me this. There's two reasons I I picked the Clippers over the Lakers, and there's two D's depth and dog. Oh, the dog thing is so silly. They got more depth, especially with Avery Bradley leading, leaving, and they have more dog, especially with Avery Bradley leaving. He was one of the Lakers' dogs. I need that dog. And the key factor for the Lakers, Jared Dudley alluded to it. He said, look, obviously, he didn't say this, but clearly LeBron's their best player and their most important player. But we know LeBron's going to deliver, right? We know what he's going to give us. Anthony Davis. In fourth quarters, J-Mac, Anthony Davis is, will be critical against the Clippers. The Clippers have guys that can match up against LeBron. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Marcus Morris, not shut him down, but keep it so he won't just dominate and abuse him and totally take over the game, the series. But they don't have a guy that will match up with Anthony Davis. And so in the fourth quarters, LeBron will play well, but he's not going to just own it. Anthony Davis is the guy that has to take over. And here's the problem, J-Mac. While he's averaged 26 points against the Clippers this season, three games, he scored eight points total in the three fourth quarters. 21 total minutes in the fourth quarter. Eight points. I need more from AD. And you do, too, if you think the Lakers are going to win it. You feeling me on that?
0: Yes, I'll get to that in a sec. But this whole narrative that, like— LeBron and uh, the Clippers LeBron has dominated the Clippers this year, okay, in three matchups here's his lines, 28 points 9 assists, 8 rebounds on Christmas Day, twenty three, ten, and nine. Okay, and on opening night,
1: twenty three, ten, and nine are are not great numbers for, for a thirty
0: five year old on near triple double. Come on,
1: that was on even his league averages. What are you talking about?
0: On opening night, did struggle a bit shooting first game uh, with basically a new team. 10 and eight. So now 10, you're getting
1: into your own narrative. LeBron first has of all, been he was excellent. Dominant. He's been two dominant. He didn't even hit his scoring average. What are you talking about? He doesn't need to hit his
0: scoring average because he wants to get, whether it's Kuzma, whether it's Avery Bradley, whether it's Anthony Davis, he needs to get everybody. LeBron's 35, Chris. He actually, can't do one, what he actually, did in Cleveland or Miami. He just can't physically at 35 do that anymore. He has become Mack, the, the two, leader the one in assists game, they in the won. NBA. The-
1: the one game they beat the Clippers, he he topped his scoring average. The two games where he didn't, where you said he didn't need to hit the scoring average, they lost. So apparently, it's he does not all need about score. scoring. I mean, Chris,
0: twenty eight versus twenty three. Actually, 23. it is. It's uh. about
1: uh, how many points you got on the board,
0: or how many points you can you create for your for team through assists. assists. <laughs> no, well, you, you can if you're assisting Avery Bradley on six threes. You so certainly Avery can, not Chris. In the
1: bubble. Avery Bradley's not. He's not going
0: to be in the bubble. But when you mentioned dogs and the Clippers got these dogs, what? J.R. Smith ain't no dog? Deion Waiters, we know he got dog in him and a lot of other stuff, too. Those two might
1: not even be on the (laughs) court. But
0: Alex Caruso's got some dog in him. Listen, man, uh, you keep talking about dogs. You go watch.
1: Hold on. Do they have as much dog as the Clippers? Okay. I I will
0: answer that. Go back and watch that March game on YouTube, Lakers Clippers. Show me who had more dog in him. Other than Patrick Beverly, I don't see a lot of dog in Kawhi and Paul really? George, and maybe you can say, Kawhi "Hey, it was just a regular have season." Dog in him? I don't see the dog I'm in not Kawhi. talking about what kind of dog you got. A Montrez Harrell. Nah,
1: he's not a poodle. Montre- Montrez Harrell's got dog.
0: He's in a dog, and Patrick Beverly Kawhi also. Is a dog. But Patrick Kawhi Beverly is, is so dog dog much more bark dog. than his bite, and he's trying to get people injured out here. I'm I'm Beverly out on Patrick got Beverly. Some bite. Beverly, oh. all right.
1: He's got right. plenty right.
0: of dudes hurt. Uh, I still take the Lakers.
1: Speaking of bite, J-Mac, Cam Newton is biting. He's barking. Actually, he's barking. The question is, will he be able to bite? Because he's done with something. Done with what? That's the question. You'll find out next on the Dan Patrick Show. Chris and J-Mac.
2: Be sure to
0: catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific
2: on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: J-Mac, who is that? That's the gap band, baby. Is it again? Burn rubber on me. Yeah. I'm I'm educating you. This is when Chris was in
0: his prime. I was not even in the womb (laughs) uh, when these guys were dominating.
1: One of the greatest R and B groups of the seventies and eighties. The Gap Band. I'll take I'll
0: take your word for it, you know?
1: Yes. yes, Them and the mamas and the papas. Is that your your speed? I like that one song by the Mamas and the Papas. California Dream was that them? I have no clue. I don't know. But But anyway, we're brought to you by Mercedes-Benz. It's Chris and J-Mac filling in on the Dan Patrick show. And at Mercedes-AMG, giving 110% isn't just possible. It's mandatory. They squeeze every last drop of performance out of every last coupe, sedan, roadster, and SUV. Visit MBUSA.com slash AMG. mercedes AMG driving performance. All right, J Mac, let's go back to the NFL. And we talked about LeBron's braggadocia, right? Revenge season continues soon. <laughs> yeah. And LeBron's got three rings and four MVPs to back up that braggadocia. Even though I, I really didn't want him going there. I say, just do it on the court. Cause it's backfired on him before. But at least he does have the uh, hardware to back it up. Cam Newton. Not so much. All right? (laughs) But Cam put out an Instagram, a couple Instagrams, and I'm going to read it to you, J-Mac, and I want your, your viewpoint. All right, here's what Cam said. He was working out at the time, too. I'm tired of all this humble expletive. Because when you're humble, they start taking advantage of you. When you don't say nothing, they start taking advantage of you. The hyena can do, can be doing all that he can do. The elephant can be doing all that he do. The giraffe, the antelope, the chimpanzee, the gorilla can be doing all that they do. But there's one expletive lion in the jungle. And when he roars, everything stops. And I'm about to expletive roar.
0: What do you think, J-Mac? I mean, let's be realistic. Um, Cam Newton's feelings were hurt when the franchise he played for his entire career basically kicked him to the curb, and then nobody wanted him. I mean, teams are jumping to grab Jameis and Andy Dalton, and nobody touched Cam. And this is where, you know, I took a lot of heat when I went on Cowherd show, and I mentioned Baker Mayfield, so obsessed with his phone and social media And now I've been proven right two years later when Baker Mayfield said, hey, man, I'm dialing back my phone usage and social media. Okay? (laughs) Cam Newton needs to take that lesson and apply it. He's listening too much to social media. He's reading his Instagram comments. He's reading Twitter, and he's watching the YouTube, all these takes. And it just, you could tell that this is impacting him. It's getting to him. That's why he's putting out this nonsense. Cam, this is about one thing. You're throwing shoulder. You had surgery in 2017. You had surgery in 2019. And you haven't been the same. That's it. If you can get the shoulder right, you will be fine. Whether that means releasing the ball half a second quicker, not taking as many hits, changing your style. Forget about the social media nonsense, Cam. This is about playing quarterback. I still think Cam can have a resurgence. We know the talent is there. You don't win MVP. You don't go number one overall. Do what he did at Auburn. Immensely talented. Forget about the social media nonsense, Chris. That's a Z- I think that's step one. Step two: focus on your shoulder and your game.
1: And he's no, back. I, 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 see. I do. I was saying, J Mac, months ago, when everybody, when all the reporters were saying, "No, nah, they're not. They're not interested. They're not going there." And I didn't. I wasn't predicting it was going to happen. I was just saying I would like to see it happen. I was saying it should happen. I was saying why not. Why not Cam Newton and Bill Belichick in New England together? So I'm glad this happened, and I do think that if Cam is healthy, he will have a resurgent year. He will lead them to the playoffs if he's healthy. I firmly believe that. I don't think it's about, oh, can he play like Tom Brady? Wait, wait, wait. Playoffs? Are you
0: sure he's going to be the starting quarterback in week one?
1: Yes. Wow. If he's healthy. If he's healthy, he will be. Okay. This See, here's what people are forgetting, and you you kind of mentioned this a little yourself. Cam Newton, people are forgetting. You glossed over it, I should say, yourself. People are forgetting. In 2018, you remember this, 2018, Cam Newton in the first half of the yeah. season was a monster.
0: MVP candidate, yeah.
1: Yes, 15 TDs, four picks, 67% completion with North Turner. And they were six and two, the Panthers. And then he got injured. Now he played through it, which is a credit to him, but he obviously wasn't able to be very effective. And then he got hurt in the second game last year, and the rest is history. So it's not like you have to go back to 2015 to say the last time Cam Newton was yeah. good.
0: No, you're 100% right, Chris. Right? And let me add that when they were six and two, there was a Thursday night game. Carolina at Pittsburgh, and I'll never forget it because I bet it. I'm, like, you know, doing all this gambling stuff for Fox. And I was like, listen, Steelers, you got to take them here. This is a no-brainer. And they murdered, destroyed, absolutely eviscerated Cam and the Panthers. And there was a hit by T.J. Watt. And you can see it uh, on YouTube. He puts his helmet right into Cam's shoulder. Cam was never the same. There's a crazy picture of it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Just helmet right to the shoulder. Cam never recovered. He hasn't won a game since that one, since that defeat in Pittsburgh. He hasn't won one NFL football game,
1: right? And and like you said, the key is him being healthy. But here's what I say: like I, I like the fact that Cam ha- has not let the haters, or even the fact that teams didn't, you know, weren't lining up to sign him. I'm glad that he hasn't let that take away his confidence. I like that. So you, you need confidence. We know that you need an ego. We know that. But as in the words of uh, a guy that we've both talked with, uh, I don't know that we're talking with him now. Kevin Durant, in the immortal words of Kevin Durant, "Too soon, bro. (laughs) It's too. It's too soon, bro. Like you, you didn't sign for twenty five million. You didn't sign for thirty million. You just signed the vet's minimum deal. You are. You're not even been. You haven't been given the starter's job yet." Just go out there and let your play do the talking. If you do, like I said, lead the Patriots to the playoffs, if you do have a resurgent year, then talk about Rory. But now, it's too soon, bro.
0: Let let me ask you, since we don't know about his health, and Chris, because 28, we'll say 28 teams, basically were like, ah, we don't know about his health. We're not interested. What makes you confident he's going to be the starter in week one?
1: Look, and, and I never like to just, you know, fly off the handle off of Instagram videos. You know, I, <laughs> when, 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 when Ben Simmons is, is, is hitting 19 <laughs> and 23 footers against guys at the YMCA and putting it on Instagram, I'm, I'm not saying that's going to translate. So let me, let me put that out there first. However, we know the shoulder, as you said, and the foot. Those are the problems, right? The Liz Frank fracture in his foot. When you look at the workouts he was doing, J-Mac, you see, I mean, he's balancing on a a ball on his foot. He's lifting with his shoulder. Like, the things he's doing, and I know it's just a small sample size and he puts out what he wants, right? He's putting out what makes him look good. But what he's put out does make it look like he's healthy in those two places that we were concerned about. Now, he's taking a lot of hits, and if if maybe – I'm not worried, though, about the wear and tear on his body just because I don't expect him to run as much. He doesn't need to run as much. But I think he can still be a good quarterback, especially in that system. Because here's the thing. People are like, well, can he be Brady? Can he do what that offense does? What does that offense do? They adjust. Hmm. Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels adjust. They do. Sometimes they're 12 in personnel with two tight ends. Sometimes they're spread offense. Sometimes they're run first. They adjust sometimes week to week. Sometimes season to season, era to era. But they adjust. They will come up with the offense for Cam Newton. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I here's my it. only
0: thing. Stidham, Jarrett Stidham, the kid from Auburn, has been was
1: with them last year. He knows the playbook, knows McDaniels. If they believe J-Mac and Jarrett Stidham like that, then they would have never signed Cam Newton. Seriously. If you thought Jarrett was going to be the next Tom Brady or Tom Brady light, even, then you wouldn't go out and Or sign you cam could just be signing a controversy cam all of a sudden. Because so, he's a
0: bargain basement deal. When you get a former MVP who you, like you said, was good in 2018 for the first half,
1: why not take him? Well, speaking of quarterbacks, let's get to our man in Dallas, Clarence Hill, who who we know is all on, on top of the Dak Prescott story, on top of everything. Cowboys related. He's the Cowboys reporter for the Fort Worth star telegram does a great job. What's up, brother? Welcome to the Dan Patrick show. Hey, what's up guys? How you doing, man? I appreciate awesome. you guys having me this morning. Great to have you on, man. You are the man with the answer. So we're going to get right to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to hit you with this first. Cause the reports I've seen are that essentially the Cowboys and Dak have kind of agreed on money, something around 35 million mm-hmm. per year. The holdup is just that the Cowboys want
2: five years.
1: Dak wants four. Is that correct?
2: You know, the biggest sticking point, again, let's say this, before Patrick Million got a half a Billy, okay? (laughs) A half a Billy. Before he got a half a Billy, (laughs) yes, the biggest sticking point was years, not necessarily money. The biggest sticking point was years. They had offered that – uh, Dak a little more than thirty four million, right under thirty five million. But they could have easily got thirty five million. But the sticking point was years. The Cowboys wanted to do a five year deal to help out with the salary cap. Dak wanted to do a four year deal or once a four year deal because that's what what was all the new money deals. Look at all the quarterbacks and deals they've gotten in the last couple of years. They've been four year deals, so he wanted to be in line with everybody else. There were four year deals and four year extensions. Again, that was before. Patrick Mahomes signed for 10 years and a half of Billy.
1: Well, it's Dak. That, I mean, look, I, I like Dak. I think he's a franchise quarterback, but he is not in the same sentence or or zip code as Patrick Mahomes. But is he going to make this, you know, take him up to closer to $40 million? Well, I mean,
2: it, you know, it, it's no one ever expected him to get more than Patrick Mahomes, even if he would have got – 35 million and became the highest paid quarterback. We all knew that Patrick Mahomes was going to surpass him. Okay. We already knew that as soon as he signed the contract, he was going to surpass him, probably Deshaun Watson, too. That's just how it goes. The next guy gets the most money, you know. And and so now that Patrick Mahomes has already surpassed him in just a month of negotiations, no one expects him to get Patrick Mahomes money. I'm not expecting to get Patrick Mahomes money. But what it does is it does raise the floor. I mean mm-hmm. you go from an, a deal that, you know, Russell Wilson was top paid quarterback at 35 million a year. Now you got uh Patrick Mahomes, you know, average new money 34 per quarterback. Mm-hmm. Right. That that has raised the floor. So, so no, but but now with with him getting a 34.1 million million this year or the franchise tag and next year the franchise tag being 37 million uh for him if they don't get a deal done. Uh, why would I settle for thirty-five right
0: now? Well, mm. let me ask you this, Clarence. Every quarterback who you've mentioned here and has been mentioned in that thirty-five to forty range, whether it's <laughs> Russ, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, all these guys, they've been to a Super Bowl or I'm been here. in the MVP I'm discussion. I'm Dak I'm is in I'm neither.
2: You, of them.
1: Clarence, shut him down. <laughs> this I, I, li- I
2: like how you, I like how you raised, you that to. Been in the MVP discussion to fit Carson Wentz in there. I like. I, like, <laughs> well, that, I, like I mean, was just, and they traded up it for Carson Wentz, but yeah. <laughs> first, it was a Super Bowl. Then you had adjusted <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, they <laughs> traded up for the
1: guy. They're not going to bail on
2: him. He you was know what the No. Two Mac overall, hey, knows so, J so, Mac. So, so really, so really, what you're saying is they were all first round picks. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, Russell. except Russell. Really, uh, really Russ said, was not, but he went to two Super Bowls. Except Russell, but they're all first round picks. Uh, the bottom line is this if you look, any light you put Dak under against Carson Wentz and Derek Goff, outside of that quote unquote, he's been to the Super Bowl, even though Goff looked awful in that Super Bowl. He hasn't come that has not come close. If you just look at his numbers and what he's done, he's been, you know, and then Carson Wentz certainly. How many playoff games has Carson Wentz won? Zero. I mean, okay. I, I just want to make sure we, we're on that same page. Thanks. But, 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 but the difference is, is that, and you know this, the problem I was talking about on the radio show last night, you know, when you come in as a fourth-round pick, you always have to prove yourself. Mm-hmm. You come know, in the first-round pick, he will always give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, he was picked number one overall. And so he continues to have to prove himself. Or, or there, there are doubters about, you know, what he can do with his ceiling because he wasn't a first-round picker, because he wasn't, uh, and because he came in as a fourth-round pick, you look at the numbers, you watch the game. He certainly fares comp- very well to those quarterbacks like Carson Wentz and and uh, Jared Goff. And, and and you know it's funny to me because if you go back to uh, a few years ago, the San Francisco quarterback who had five starts became the highest-paid player in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, and no one questioned that. They just we believe in our guy and we gave him this money, right. and we made the highest-paid player in the league. Yes, he's been to the Super Bowl, but he had done nothing, nothing. by the time he got yeah. a contract. Okay? And so let's not change how this thing works. If you believe in your guy, and these are what it is for the quarterback position and what you have to pay for a the quarterback, then you commit to your guy. Well, it's you know, pretty it's clear. Yeah.
0: It. Clarence, it's pretty clear the 49ers were desperate. They had to overpay. They were a dumpster fire. You're, but you're, is you're, Dallas
2: you're, you're, desperate? Your say, <laughs> We just, I'm just dealing with the facts. You get to, you're, you're dealing with all this other stuff. I'm just dealing with the facts how these things have, have worked. And really what has happened over the last few years is the next guy gets paid. The next quarterback up gets paid. He gets paid quarterback money. You know, all these guys, whether it's Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, was talking never to get paid. They get paid the current market value of the quarterback. Well, it's now his next turn. And it's not his fault that, you know, going back to – uh, if we went from 29 to 35, you know, he's the next quarterback up. The Cowboys say he's our franchise quarterback. And so they're going to pay him that uh, in that vein. And the bottom line is the Cowboys have, are the ones who have identified him as their franchise quarterback. They're the ones who have offered him Russell Wilson-like money already. So that's not a question about what money he should get and where he should fit. They've already offered him that type of money. Now it's about can we agree on that number. And, again, that number, because this is how the market works, has now risen just a little bit because of what Patrick Mahomes signed for. And it's the Cowboys fault they didn't get that done before his rookie deal was up. The thing that the Chiefs were able to do and and the Rams were able to do and the Eagles were able to do was they were able to sign their quarterback to an extension with two years left on his deal. And so they can manipulate the cap and do things like that. The Cowboys should have gotten this done two years ago.
1: You know that you know Jerry's history better than anyone. He's tended to buckle on these contracts, you know, right before a deadline approaches. Yeah. Uh, do you think that'll be the case? I felt like all along that they were going to go ahead and say, all right, Dak, we'll just give you the four years. Do you think that is what is going to happen before the deadline, or do you think Dak plays on the franchise tag?
2: Well, I think two things at work. I think that number one, that Patrick Mahomes has shown Dak and the Cowboys that you can sign a longer deal. Part of the the, the four year reason was that's what everybody else is signing for. Okay. You know, you want to sign for four years and you get back out there because the new money is coming, the new contracts coming. I mean, with the uh, TV network contracts are coming. And there's a possible chance that they're going to um, legalize gambling, which um, the sour cap and all that other stuff. Because so you don't want to miss all those opportunities. Well, they've shown you. Uh, Petrus Home is showing you that if you money with me, I'll take a longer deal. <laughs> you know, yeah. to give me half oh, I'll, I'll take a longer deal. You know, so I, I think some parameters have been said. You know, if you want me to take a longer deal, then you need to make it worth my while. Okay, so Clarence, deal. why? So you why shorter deal Didn't do that. But I do think a deal will get done. Let me just say that. You I do, do think, think okay. at some point the deal will big done. I did report yesterday they have not talked. They have not renewed talk. There have been no talks with the Cowboys and that Prescott since March. They Have not talked since March, okay. But deadlines get deals done, so it, it won't take long for them to get it done if they get in the same room. But they have not talked since March. So
0: why did they All sign right. Andy Dalton, Clarence? If they're if they're gonna make if they're
2: gonna back it yeah. up
0: and give him the breaks, why go out and, and sign Andy Dalton?
2: Because they want about a minute up. left. <laughs> they wanted a backup. He wanted to come home. You know, he's from Texas. He yep. went to TCU. TCU. He wanted to find a situation his family lives in the off season. Because of COVID, he really couldn't get out there on the free agent market and search uh, for a, a, a starting gig like he wants to. So it was just the best situation for both parties. Andy Dalton is no threat to Dak Prescott.
1: Uh-oh. There it is. Yeah. Clarence Hill, Cowboys reporter for the Fort Worth Star of Te- Telegram. And Clarence, I love the way you shot down <laughs> J Max Little. <laughs> Well, daggers, Clarence is my favorite line. Cowboys
0: guy. He's good.
1: <laughs> He's good. I love him. He's right. a Q, but I still, you know, everybody makes a mistake here or there, but I, I
2: still listen, love him. 19 level love, but you know, it's all about the Q Dog. <laughs> <Rude>. That's <laughs> our
1: all man Clarence Hill from Fort Worth Star Telegram. Great job, brother. Thanks. All right, man. All right. Which NBA team has the best chance to win it all this year? A Hall of Famer has a shocking answer. A shocker. All right. We'll share it with you next on the Dan Patrick Show.
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: All right, you got Chris Broussard and Jason McIntyre filling in for Dan Patrick. This is the Dan Patrick Show. And, J-Mac, we brought this up. I, I, I ribbed you about this. About Kenny Smith going gap banned because oh, he gosh. dropped a bomb on myself and Rob Parker on the I couple on Monday. Here's what he
2: had to say about the NBA restart. For some reason, I just feel like young teams are going to play better in this bubble. I don't know why. The fact that they're they're going to be singularly focused, you know, every day. The fact that they're young. The fact that they work out a different way than you know older veterans do. I just think that they're going to be they're going to flourish. The Denver's they. Boston, the Milwaukee's, and I even think the Dallas is of the world.
1: He said also in our interview with him, when I asked him who he thinks gonna win, he said one of the D's, Denver or Dallas. And and to quote him earlier in his, his spiel that we we just played, I don't know why, because I don't agree. <laughs> I mean, this is Chris. Come on, listen. I, I don't know Kenny Smith personally.
0: Is this him trying to get attention? I'm just curious. No nah, is this I don't him trying to cut, cut through roles? This is nonsense. I think he really Dallas or it. Denver. First of all, Jokic. Have you seen the reports? He he lost 45 pounds or whatever it is. Can't well, even we get in before. Can't even get into the country right now. I mean, obviously he's going to play, but we don't know if he's been playing basketball. The, by the way, Denver looked terrible in the second half of the season. Since, like, January 1, their analytics are bad. They're, like, a below-average team. Denver has no chance in the bubble. None. Uh, Dallas, I, I, you know, I like Luka Doncic. I'm glad Porzingis will be healthy. Uh, I don't know about the rest of their supporting cast. Do you trust uh, anyone other than Luka on that team? I mean, assuming Porzingis is healthy. Nobody
1: else is proven, and obviously Luka is young. I, look, I, I, I agree with you. I think it's crazy. I, I would be shell-shocked. I would be floored i I would be flabbergasted uh I would be uh uh I, I don't I'm looking for another word but if Denver or Dallas wins it if they even get to the finals if they win the west one of those teams I think it would yeah. be I, I think I would if just anybody be completely it completely
0: shocked I can see Dallas pulling a, a, an upset of the clippers say um. But I, I can't see them taking down the Lakers. I can't see Denver taking down either team.
1: Let uh, let, let me go here, because I, I think, look, clearly we both agreed it. There's only three teams, right? Teams.
0: There's only three teams that are going to win the title. We agree with that, right? Bucks, Lakers, Clippers.
1: I think, pro- eh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I, I do think, like. Yeah, win the title, yes, I would say that. I I think a Boston, I I wouldn't be shocked if somebody upset Milwaukee in the East. I have Boston upsetting Milwaukee. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I think Milwaukee will win these, but I think they're, I wouldn't be shocked if Boston, uh, Toronto, I don't know if, but they're tough. I mean, Toronto plays as hard as anybody in the league. They're well coached. They've got something to prove. They got a better record this year without Kawhi. Yeah. By the than way, they did, did last year. Did with you Kawhi. notice
0: Toronto got down to Florida early, and they've been together? Well, they
1: had to though. Yeah, the whole remember. time. Yeah, like they You
0: wonder if maybe that'll give them a slight edge, a slight edge. I don't know how much, um, mm-hmm. but they. I, I was way wrong about the Raptors this year. They've been impressive. No,
1: they're they're legit. So I, I look. I, I could see somebody upsetting Milwaukee in the East, but I wouldn't see that team beating the Lakers or the Clippers. So I, I think it's one of those three teams. I agree with you. Here's what I want to throw at you, though, based off what Kenny Smith said. If, let's just, let's go along with his game. Let's go along with his folly, all right, as, as the great Walt Clyde Frazier would say. <laughs> uh, and say Dallas does win it. What would that do? For Luka Doncic. We already know he's going to be a future MVP candidate. uh Probably an MVP winner at some point. Uh He he has a I I would say LeBron is the best, what, 20-year-old, 20-year-old we've ever seen in the league. But Luka's accomplished more than LeBron at this young age. What would it do for Luka's legacy or just Luka's stature if somehow they were to win it, J-Mac? I mean, that would... You know, if they pulled it off this
0: year, like I already like Luca a lot, and right. you know the listen it was the Larry Bird stuff followed around Dirk Nowitzki for a while because well, they're both a legend white. I call him right, yeah, and, and, and
1: the white. If he was black, I gotta admit I wouldn't compare him to Larry Bird, but he's right. not. So I do. I thank you for keeping it real, by the way. <laughs> yeah, um, I
0: mean. and
1: like listen, the Larry Bird stuff's gonna follow Luca.
0: I just want to say to the to the young guys out there, uh, Larry Bird won three straight MVP awards. He was the best player in the league. Uh, 84, 85, 86, three straight MVPs. We've never seen that done since then. Now, LeBron had two, and then Derrick Rose stole one, and then LeBron got two. two more. But I'm telling you, uh, Luka Doncic is coming. He he has the chance, I would say, to be an, a top 20 player all time. Uh, I would say that's a ceiling for Luka Doncic.
1: Yeah, look, the dude is fantastic. And like I said, I I think LeBron was a better 20-year-old. And LeBron, you know, people would say, well, LeBron was a better defender, no doubt. But not at 20. I mean, he still was probably better than Luka as a yeah, defender at he 20. Got but he got by as he, an athlete. Yeah, he wasn't a great defender early in his career. And he became that. Luca will never be a great defender. But uh, if he were somehow to win this championship, and again, I'm, I'm just playing along with Kenny Smith. Um I, what you'd have to—I mean—the the thing about Luca—it would be Chris, incredible because he doesn't have a great supporting cast
0: either. I, I, so he came to Staples for Lakers, Mavs, and uh, I was there early on the court watching Luca. He makes everything look so easy. He's not super fast; he's just quick, efficient, and just—it's like, dang, how does this guy get every shot off? He's right. really fun to watch. I'm a he, huge fan of Luca Don.
1: He's sneaky strong. Sneaky uh, like athletic. Say, he's got a little bit of, a, of quickness. Obviously, he doesn't leap. But um, he knows how to use his body, and he's crafty, man. And um, he he's great. I I, I think Lenny, Kenny Smith's off on this one, but it'd be big. All right, cyber criminals are not going to let the COVID-19 crisis stop them from using tax fraud to take what's not theirs. With the extension of the tax filing date to July 15th, there's expected to be a rise in tax-related identity frauds. The types of tax-related fraud vary. But remember, the IRS will not contact you directly by email, text message, or other online platforms. Identity thieves are getting smarter all the time. That's why you need comprehensive protection, especially during tax season, when so much of your most vital private information is being shared. Good thing there's LifeLock. LifeLock is a leader in identity theft protection. LifeLock detects a wide range of identity threats, like your Social Security number, for sale on the dark web. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. LifeLock can see threats that you might miss on your own. Join now and save up to 25% off your first year with promo promo code Patrick.call, 1-800-LIFELOCK.